All right. <laughs> uh, let me just pull up the chat and yeah, see what you guys suggested for uh, topics today. <laughs> Did we say any topics? Nope. We got nothing. I thought, I thought there were any topics. Dan, you're going to have to carry us with the next. That's all there is. <laughs> To Last Man's Opinion, I am your host Tommy McGraw. With me tonight is Roland Barrialli, Dan Mara, Rich Cagle, the most uh, excited bunch of podcasters you will ever hear. Uh, we uh, have a good show for you tonight, which uh, Roland might play the uh, pre-show uh, and let you know how good we prepare for uh, shows. Uh, tonight, we're going to start with uh, a little MLB talk, then we're going to go to uh, NBA, and then we uh, will sprinkle in some uh, beer reviews here and there, all right? So first off, MLB, something that came up in the chat, our personal chat off, uh, off the uh, podcast, was uh, this new uh, prospect that uh, the Yankees have. Uh, Dan, what's his name? Just tell me his name. Don't tell me anything more. <laughs> Jason Dominguez. Jason Dominguez. Oh, 19 years old? 18, 18, year, 18 years old? I believe he's 18, yeah. 18 years old. Not Jason. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think so, it's Jason. Uh, Dan brought up the fact that uh, Jeff Passan, right? Passant? 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 I forget. I, I always say Passant. Oh, I have no idea. This guy's name is J-A-S-S-O-N, and you're trusting the input of someone named P-A-S-S-O-N. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Jeff Passant <clears throat> is saying this guy is going to be uh, – uh, he's better than – going to be better than Mike Trout. Uh, compares him to Mike Trout, Mickey Mantle. Uh, right off the bat, I tell Dan that uh, – MLB prospects, minor leaguers are uh, gassed up to increase their trade value. Uh, I believe uh, Richie had a, a comeback for that, which was all minor leaguers get gassed up, and especially Yankee minor leaguers get gassed up. Uh, Dan, you took offense to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean <clears> – <throat> He uh, he's gotten a, a pretty high. Uh, I took offense that <clears throat> that he was uh, uh, overvalued because he was a Yankee prospect, which is I believe what Rich was implying. Um, I mean, whatever they, you know, <clears throat> he hasn't even played a game yet, but he's Semantics, I think one of the top. Yeah. Well, where it's crazy because they are already ranking him <clears throat> one of the top forty prospects in <clears throat> baseball, I think. Um, or the minor league position anymore. does he play? Position? They think center field. That's where he's they projected. Think, okay, center field hasn't even played in the minors, is what you're telling us, right? Hasn't played in the minors. Nope, not not. Hasn't played a professional game in his life. Already nope. be, being compared to Mike Trout and Mickey. Is Mann. he in the from the Dominican Republic? Is he is. Yankees. Uh, Yankees got him in the international. Uh, 
draft or whatever it is last year. So his age could so, be between 18 and 36, you're saying? 36, <laughs> yeah. I guess, yep. I, guess so. I do believe they, they've cleaned up the age thing quite a bit. Uh, he's been, uh, I guess he's been on the radar for quite a few years for Major League Baseball teams. Um, for at least the last two years. And then he was eligible last year. And the Yankees essentially spent all of their international money to get him. Yep, that's um, what you got to do. It is. I mean, if there's a guy that's that good, you just have to say, fuck it, and we're not going to get another international player for another year or two, or whatever, until it refreshes. Yeah, that that's basically what uh, some of the teams have done over the past couple of years, like they did that with the, um, who's the player that came over from uh, Korea this year? They basically spent all, all their internet. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. But yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. The home run king. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that's... Uh, that's what they do. Years ago. Yeah, that's what we have to do. But yeah, I mean, he's uh, people. I obviously have not seen him play, but supposedly people have said <laughs> his athleticism. Bless you. Excuse me. His uh, his athleticism reminds them, or is comparable to guys like Mike Trout, Mickey Mantle, Bo Jackson. Yeah, uh, the are the three athletic comparisons that he's gotten. Which obviously Mickey, is Mickey Mantle pre-drinking, right? Pre-drinking, pre-drinking pre uh, uh, before he blew out his name. Those seem kind of far apart to me. Those well, I think years. those are. You mean in, in terms of years or in terms of how athletic they are? No, in terms of like if you were to have me like characterize each of them, they would be different. They don't seem to be like those three players don't seem to be like very. I would say, I would say Mike Trout. I would say Mike Trout and Mickey Mantle are highly comparable. Yeah, they're closer. Um, As far as hitting it a ton, uh, being able to run like crazy. Um, Before Mickey Mantle had his hip problem, his knee problems, uh, he was basically like uh, Mike Trout. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean... Whatever, it's ridiculous to have projections, but I mean, they're basically like, you know, he, he has the ability to be like a 30-30 guy and hit like three-something. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mike Trout is the third. I mean, Mike, Mike Trout's arguably the best baseball player in the last hundred years since Babe Ruth. So, um, you know, uh, obviously it's impossible to, to say, but uh, very exciting that uh, he will be in the minor leagues this year. And I am very intrigued to see how he does because people say that his... He has incredible strength, power, uh, ability to hit for average, you know, five tools, good defensive player, center fielder, fast, athletic. High ceiling. He's got a very high, high ceiling. High ceiling. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by uh, to see what he does in the minors. Now watch What's him go the highest out and go level like, he's played at so far? Has he been in any of, like, the younger World Baseball Championships or anything? <clears throat> he must have been. I, I mean, I don't know. He's five five ten, one hundred and ninety pounds. There you go, five ten, one ninety. He must have played. <laughs> he must have played in uh, uh, in some of that stuff because you know he had to be. I mean, he played. He played in something. Excellent. I mean, he just has not played a professional game yet. Yeah. Or a minor league game, right? Or minor, league, yeah. Any, yeah. Any, any type of, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, Richie, what do you think? Uh, overhype? Who's to know? No, no, nobody knows anything. 
there's uh he, he's way too young you know to know anything so i don't know not worth Basically, talking about in my opinion <laughs> baseball is also super hard because your career is so long and something could go wrong along the way so you could be one of the most talented players on the field and then you get nagging injuries or you get a trainer that doesn't work well with you or something and it can just derail your career and make you almost like excommunicated so i don't know i think it's like way too early to judge any of this i'm happy for the yanks to uh yeah thank you for showing me his dating picture he is he is not 18 by the way Jeff Humble? <laughs> he was 18 a few years ago yeah uh, <laughs> but i mean it i I guess I'm just happy for the Yanks that they have someone in their farm system that has such uh, talent scouting dedicated to them, but I wouldn't put much behind it yet. Hey, look, I can say the Yanks. Go Yanks. Go Yanks. He's showing us his Airbnb pictures. What are you doing now? <laughs> Go Yanks. Go Yanks. Uh, so, I'm yeah. to look see at him. that swing. <laughs> Yeah, let, let's let's revisit this topic in eighteen months. All right. So, what's a realistic projection for him to play in the majors? I would say I two know. years I minimum. Two years. Yeah, I, I yeah, I would I, I would say unless he blows up in triple in minors, but even then, you know, yeah, even then, it's keep, unlikely. Yeah, because they want to keep control of him as long as possible. Right. 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 So yeah, it's not, so, not like they need him. So yeah, yeah, I would say probably two years. I would think. Yeah, so he won't play this season, and it's highly unlikely next season. So maybe, what's that, uh, 2024? Once Judge's contract uh, expires. I know. He could be a replacement. Uh, you, yeah. you could. I mean, he, he could get a September call-up this year. Yeah, I would say best case, roster. Yeah, I could yep. say best case he gets a September call-up, and then maybe he gets on the roster next May, whenever, whenever the years, you know, whenever you, you know, whenever that that deadline is that you can kind of, it doesn't count against you of years of service. So I could see, I could see, I could yeah, see that. If he, you're probably not going to want to bring him up in May because he's probably not going to be guaranteed a roster uh, starting position, and you're going to want him to get as many at bats as possible facing minor league pitching since he hasn't done it yet. So you, you want him to get a lot of at bats in the minor leagues. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying next May. That, that's what I'm saying. Next May, I still think is yeah. too early because you, you figure I mean, he, how he does this year. Yeah, I mean he's he's probably not going to make it out of single A this year. Dan wants to get him up right away. <laughs> I mean, of course, he does. start him in AAA. And the minor league system got blown up this year, so they did get blown the, up. So I don't uh, even know how it works. I know. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know. What, is there a single A anymore? I don't know if there's a single A. Anymore. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even know how they're doing the the minor leagues now. Yeah. Uh, but but I think uh, I, I think it's double uh, A where all the uh, abilities. Triple A is where guys go who will never get to the majors. If you're any good, yeah. you go to double. You go straight from double A to and, uh, and guys are and guys that are rehabbing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's the baseball talk. Roland's excited about the Mets. Dan. I thought uh, Rich had a question. Uh oh yeah yeah yeah. So uh, that's the prospect talk. Roland's excited about the Mets. Dan is excited about the prospect and how it makes him feel down below. 
And Richie has a question for us. Baseball question, Richie. What is it? Richard? How much of an effect do you think a coach has on a team's win-loss record? Like the manager of a team. Like an Aaron Boone. Right. Compared to Girardi. Let's just stick with the Yankees. Girardi to Aaron Boone. <laughs> what's the what's the effect here? Well, well, here if you're say, if you're doing if you're doing that one, Dan is going to say that Aaron Boone will bring down a team and make them lose. But and... Dan also believes that managers have virtually zero effect on a win loss record. That's true. That's I mean, true. the Mets as an example, the G, the GM used to go in there and call them idiots and tell them how bad they were playing. So I, I I don't know how you quantify that, but that sort of morale hit, I think, could cost you high single-digit games, at least, I would say. High single-digit games. Wow. That's, you're talking that's, about the GM. That's, that's and, general, and that's, and that's that's general like, manager. Uh, and that's like a uh, system failure. Not like the, uh, like what, what's his face is now? Brody. Yeah. Is that GM? But, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but that's more of like an organizational failure. Yeah, than like right, right, right. That's like, I'm that's talking like, about that's like Brian Brian Cashman going down and being like, "Hey, yeah, I gave and, you and like, like some... thirty million dollars this year. You fucking suck." <laughs> and some organizations are just you know for whatever reason poorly, poorly run. But you mean like not personnel related? I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. that's like the worst case scenario in my mind. Yeah, the manager, you know, makes the lineup card every day, you know, affects the, you know. Like Bobby Valentine. Yeah, like Bobby, 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 Bobby Like Like Sandy Alderson or a Doug or one of those uh, Mets guys. Like how, how big Terry of an impact if, yeah, if you swap. Manager. If you, if you, Terry baseball, Collins, yeah. We're talking baseball. I, yeah, that's right. I, Irish Terry Collins. <laughs> if you, uh, yeah, if you swapped out Terry for whoever, for Beltran or, or whoever, how big of a difference in win-loss record during the regular season would, they, would the Mets would it make on, on a team? I'd say in a worst-case scenario, probably about a dozen. Ten wins. Plus, minus. I'm closer to Dan. I'm saying like two or three wins, maybe four. If you are going yeah, from... Yeah, four if you're really bad. Four if you are like the worst <clears throat> manager and are going to like one of the best. I mean, when you think about it, four wins is a big difference when it comes to playoff time. I mean, you're talking between 86 I mean, 80, and 80 to 92 games, yeah. Yeah, that's a big swing. We're it saying is. even bigger swing. Yeah, we'll suck it. I think that's a lot. <laughs> you, you think about the amount of times that you put in a reliever too early, don't switch out relievers in time, choose a poor pinch hitting situation. Uh, you, you can easily look at double digits, easily. Uh, and over the course happen, of 162, uh, I think it depends on how the offense is, like, what the strategy of the team is. But if you're a small ball team, I think you have a higher risk of overmanaging and putting things in the wrong places at the wrong time. Yeah, but on the flip side, he'd also have to make mistakes that benefit the team, too. I mean, it can't be 100% poor, poor decisions, right? It, so, like, his, is so, like, managers, is it, is so, like, the manager ineptitude is going to accidentally. Actual mistake? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, oh, you pulled the reliever in too, you know, you talk about the reliever, like, like, leaving him in too long. But there are probably games where that benefits, and another manager would have taken him out, and it would have hurt him. 
So I think, like, overall, that's why I don't think it's it's honestly that big of a difference, especially... I think each game is an independent event. I don't know if I would agree with that. You won't agree yeah, but over the course game. of 162... <laughs> over the course of 162 games, you have how many random actions that don't, don't matter to the manager whatsoever. I guess... I guess I don't see you, how many over the course of a, over the course of the season. How many actual decisions does a manager make that will impact the game? Probably pinch hitters. Yeah, how, we're not talking every game. What? Yeah, but we're not talking every game. How often does a pinch hitter actually make a difference? No, he, he Roland's just going through the list of um, what he could actually touch. Yeah, oh, okay. what, what, what actually actions can a manager hitters, take relief pitchers, to yeah. win or lose the game? Pinch okay. hitter, probably a pitching change, or swapping out a position, maybe. Like those are the three things you could control, right? As a manager, yep. that would alter the outcome of the game. Yes, I, I would say not a lot of those. You can make a mistake and win on it a lot of the time. I would say you're more likely to lose in those positions. The only thing is, pinch hitting has a huge upside, I think, for managers, uh, where that's maybe where luck comes in, but. I mean, when when you say, like, it should only be, like, a swing of, like, four or five games, you think a manager's... Less than that. All right, less than that. So you think a manager who's going in for a job interview <laughs> is saying that he's going in and saying to the GM, yeah, I could get you, like, four or five more games or two two or three more games <laughs> well, obviously than, the, the, than the guy before me? I mean, you're talking about manager war, right? Like yeah, much, basically, yeah, 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 yeah. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Then, like, I guess when you look at positional play and stuff like that, would that boil down to the manager? Like accounting for shifts and things like that that may may give another right. team an advantage over the course of the game. Like, would you lump that into? Yeah, I would definitely. So, I mean, I would say that there are probably classes of riskier managers than others that would be prone to more like fluctuations. So I think if you take an average manager, it probably won't vary that much. But in the best and worst cases, I think you'll see drastic changes based on, based on like their risk appetite. Six or seven games? I would say on average, like five games probably. But I think in the extreme cases, you're going to see like double digits. People that take like unnecessary risks or risks all the time. Richie? Richie? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just thinking about the Yankees here. I'm thinking, I don't care who you put in as their coach. I don't think they're finishing like nine games worse than what they did the last two years because they have a stack you know, stack team. But they have no team. pitching. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the take like team. a small ball team. <laughs> take a small ball team where you need to make a lot of small decisions right all the time. So yeah. the number so, of so, opportunities so, you have to screw so, up is higher. So you say it's not like, just hit home like run. Take, ta- take take Tampa Bay. What did Tampa Bay do? You're saying more money ball, a money ball team probably. Yeah, but every team is money ball now. Ugh, damn. They all they all use a. Oh, but look at Tampa Bay. You say what? So Tampa Bay literally followed money ball and uh, and analytics to a T to the World Series. Yeah. yeah. And, but like, and what, what do you what do you think that? what do you think? a lot of managers don't do it. But yeah, but that, was, but that but that was a, but that was Tampa Bay's whole front office philosophy. So they're not going to hire a coach that's like right. 
numbers are stupid. So so you bring in so you look at Tampa Bay, they're gonna win this. They would would have done more or less the same thing. In my opinion, I think the only impact the manager has, because when they actually have to break from tradition, is in the playoffs. Because I think that's the only time where managers actually have to think, and that's where they make they can make the decisions. Other than that, it is look at the numbers. This reliever does better against this pitcher or this type of hitter. We bring him him, him in now to face them. Then we pull him. Like, it's so structured and processed. I don't think a manager really makes you make the lineup. You give the guy a day off. You bring in the reliever because this starting pitcher is blah, blah, blah. And this reliever does better in this position and so on and so forth. That I think it's so structured. But to me, the playoffs is where you make the difference because – you can't rely on that structure. You could rely on that structure because over 162 game season, because the the team is gonna average out over the long haul because that's why they play 162 games. But in the playoffs, because it's only five and seven game series, you can't wait out those averages to your advantage. So you have to make decisions that are not what you've made during the regular season, and that's essentially why I think Tampa lost the World Series because they went to the analytics to the extreme even though it wasn't working against the Dodgers and they were going to struggle against it. And if I look back to the Yankees, going back to a uh, Yankee example, like I give – whatever, Joe Torrey was not a great manager before he came to the Yankees, but what he did, especially during the first run in 96 or the first title in 96, uh, is you know he had his starters – he had his starters. I'm going to forget exactly who he benched, but they lost the first two games to the Braves. They got killed. And offense was terrible. And so he ended up benching Tino Martinez uh, because he was, you know, obviously Tino went on to win four more World Series in favor of Cecil Fielder, who was old, past his prime and whatnot. And he, and he put in, I forget, did he put in Daryl Strawberry? He put in a couple of backups in game three, and they ended up winning. Too many managers, in my opinion, Aaron Boone, uh, will keep doing the same thing because it's worked throughout the season. But to me, that's... Am I, just my opinion, playoffs is where a good manager can become, can show his skills, and it's because he doesn't go with what he's, what they've done all season. Unless it's, you know. I mean, I think the ma- manager's decision is to make those decisions throughout the year as well. And I think there are some situations where the numbers point to one thing, but the manager's gut points to another, and it could be a, a win-loss situation. I mean, you have a larger quantity of games to run it out and even out the numbers during the regular season, but I yeah, still I, think there are those situations. There are, but I think so. I know you said five. Like I said, I, I I would I would even go less and say like three. So like, does you know over 162 game season? Maybe those three games are the difference between. I mean, I guess if you're, you know, 95 and 98 wins, 89, 82, 89, 92, that could make a difference. But it's it certainly highlighted, in my opinion, obviously, in the playoffs because, you know, and that's what killed Tampa. Or else, amazingly, then Tampa, if the Rays won, Tampa would have every major championship right now. Isn't that crazy? They blew it. <laughs> they did blow it because the coach, the manager, could not go away from his analytics. Anyway, and, that's and, why, and, I, and that's why I don't like Aaron Boone. I have two counterpoints. One is you're gonna turn it into you're gonna turn this into a game theoretic example where both sides have the same numbers, 
they know on three and two, you're most likely to throw a curveball because this batter is batting 160 or something in curveballs in this example. Yeah. So you're going to just have this numbers game where they're trying to outduel each other. The second thing is this what we're talking about accounts for wins and losses, but it doesn't account for personnel and players that will want to play for you. And that can overall cost you a lot more games in the long run than the simple three or four games that you might win. So if it costs you a key player at the end of the year because they don't want to play the way that the analytics are saying, and you hear that more and more from players that some players love to play analytics and others like to play old school and they don't want to get pulled after 68 pitches, even if it's optimal, things like that. You may lose some players who get a chance to shine in another organization and get to really show what they're worth and get all-star berths and things like that when you may be, that may be a cost of playing the analytic game. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of feel like what you guys are discussing are, are bigger than managerial they, uh, uh, moves here, where it's more organizational philosophies. Mm -hmm. now, I, I, I will say, and this is the last point I'll make, uh, <clears throat> to Roland's point, I mean, Girardi was fired because... Uh, even though he was a very successful manager because they didn't like his personality. But, you know, at the same time, fucking, it, it's, if he's good at his job, who gives a shit if you like the guy or not? He wins. Like, I'm not going to like every boss I have. Suck it up. Suck it up. <laughs> Suck it up. Suck it up, Yankee. Now you have fucking Aaron Boone who has underperformed and undermanaged the last two seasons. So, so where has Andy... Uh, where's Boone hurt you in the regular season, postseason, yeah, or both? Po uh, no, postseason. I I don't think I don't think he's made much of a difference in the regular season, but the postseason because he follows along, uh, especially last year, uh, two years ago. But he follows along what they've done in the regular season, even though the Yankees didn't have any pitch. Like what Girardi did is relied so heavily on that bullpen the year that they ran made the run to the ALCS, uh, right. because that was their strength. But Aaron Boone has relied much more so on their starting pitching, going the traditional five, six innings, and then going to the bullpen because that's what they did, and they shortened the game. But what Girardi did, and that was a oh, big difference, was, all right, you know, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, I'm forgetting that. Drawing a blank literally every pitcher. But let's say Paxton goes two innings, and he's given up three runs, or he's wild, and he's walked a bunch of people. Girardi went in the playoffs and pulled him. Second inning. Didn't matter. He was gone. We need to win this game. And Aaron Boone has just kind of been that more traditional, like, no, he has to go five or six, then we'll bring in the bullpen. Work so. your way out of it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, nobody. He nobody. Had... <laughs> and I thought Girardi really managed the team well those years, and I don't think Aaron Boone has in the playoffs. Um you know? So. We'll see. I actually think this might be Aaron Boone's last year, by the way. If they Absolutely. don't succeed. If they don't succeed, yeah. I mean, they yeah. have no pitching staff, but, you know, if they don't succeed. Uh, moving along. And, and they do have a pitching staff. Yeah, what are you talking about, Tommy? The, the, the team is fucking stacked. <laughs> they got, they got they three starting a... pitchers. They have three starting pitchers. Yeah, they have three aces. <laughs> They got three. They got two. Two aces. Actually, they two got like, aces. Well, one and three quarters. Okay, that's still pretty good. I mean, they don't have. They don't have a four and a five. No teams have, have a four and a five. Two, they have Kluber no, like, and Cole. 
Severino. Corey Kluber is your third. Yeah, and they have Severino and Garrett and Cole, who are both potential Cy Young candidates. Severino, we'll see how he is. He hasn't pitched a full year in like what three years? He had Tommy John, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, we will see I what mean, happens. I mean, go in. No, we will. We will see what happens. <laughs> no, we will. And that's the last man's opinion. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> We're going right into the NBA. Dan. Knicks are at NBA. Three, three in a row. Knicks have won three in a row, baby. Three in a Loving row. Loving it. We're, there... we're on to, like, the Knicks are going to the uh, second round of the playoffs and Whoa. going seven Stop. games. Stop. And going seven games. <laughs> well, so, That's where so Dan's actually... at right now. That's where Dan's at right now. Julius uh, Randle is a only a half star. game behind the Celtics. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, they're only half games. <laughs> they, they, would, they would play the Nets right now in the first round. Derek, yeah, they did kill the Nets. Derek Rose is playing R. out of his mind. Uh, vintage Rose without the dunking. Uh, you got uh, IQ is playing out of his mind. Dan, you got to be bonered. Excited. Uh, I am pretty excited, obviously. He's got a chunk. <laughs> Uh, they're, 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 I think they're what, a game out of, yeah, a game behind the Celtics from uh, hosting uh, a playoff series, which would be um, huge, pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, that uh, that's huge. not what wild. I would expect heading into the season. But yeah, I mean, you know, they're clearly far from a perfect team. But, uh, and I mentioned this in the chat, Randall absolutely should be an all-star. They talk about it every game, and it, it totally should be an all-star. He's played unbelievably well. I Get like to voting, Dan. I know, I know. I might actually have to vote, and I never vote in these stupid things. But he really does. Today, today's your last day to vote, I think. Oh, is yeah, it? All right, I'll do. I'll do it after yeah. this. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, Should be doing it right now, Dan. Yep. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, I, I, I like the Randall signing when the Knicks made it last year. Then he played like complete dog shit most of the season, um, and then I was really down on him. But then he's come back this season. He's been unbelievable. I mean, he's knocking down threes. Uh, he, he he scored 44 points last night. He's 44, posting up like a champ. His range shots are looking glorious. <laughs> and and I, I think I mentioned this in chat, but I think I was I wasn't sure, but I think he could legitimately be the second best player on a championship team now. Um, second best player on a which, championship team, which I think is huge. Um, RJ Barrett still has RJ Barrett still has up and down. Um, you know, they still, you know, Mitch Rob it, it broke his hand, so he's going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, the second unit has been obviously on point. Uh, quickly, <laughs> quickly in Derek Rose. I mean, obviously, as you all know, I am a huge Emmanuel Quickly fan, and he's been phenomenal. Um, not huge a fan of Peyton. I mean, he's not playing down the stretch, so it's not really that big of a deal that he starts, but, um, you know, they just don't have that first unit, just kind of is flat too often. Uh, but whatever. They they play really hard. They're a good defensive team. Um, their crunch time five is really solid. Uh, they still don't have enough depth. They still need more shooting if they're going to be a legitimate contender. But they're a game out of the fourth spot. How's Toppin? Um, he's all right. Is he progressing? He was injured. He's on his way back. He is. He's, he's on his way back. He, he he's a, <clears throat> the, pro, the problem that Toppin's going to be 
uh, is he is not a good defensive player. Uh, and he's an, he, he clearly has a lot of skills offensively. Um, but, like, to play for Thibodeau, you have to be a good defensive player. And right now he's not. So he gets, like, you know, I guess, like, 10 minutes a game because, you know, he, he he's late closing out or he's not closing out hard enough and he's giving up open three. You know, he's fine. Uh, and he clearly has offensive skill set. But if he wants to play, he has to get better defensive. Chemistry? I mean, chemistry is looking good. Chemistry is looking good. <laughs> chemistry is looking good. Um, chemistry is looking good. They they look like they enjoy playing with each other, and you know we'll see. Uh, listen, I I don't think the Knicks are, you know, if the Knicks get to the four or five seed, could they win a playoff series? Sure, they could be they could be Boston or Indiana. I think in a seven in a, in a seven game series. Are, are we on like a Allen Houston Latrell Sprewell run? Uh, uh, no, run I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. they're not good. That? They're not good enough to be. They're not good enough to beat the top three teams in a uh, as currently constructed in a playoff series. Top four. Oh, but Dan, they're not beating uh, the Celtics. The Celtics have been bad lately. They could beat the Celtics. Yeah, and Celtics beat... haven't been healthy like all year. Oh yeah, they've had all that guys back the last two weeks, and they still can't win. They they've had What's Tatum Brown uh... and Kemba, and Kemba's not. Since since Kemba has been back, the Celtics are five and ten, or no, maybe six and eleven now. I think they're six and eleven. Tatum is struggling from the COVID though. Yeah, Tatum. Tatum's still complaining about COVID. That's what he said. Sixers still have Seth Curry. He's complaining about it too, saying he can't like keep his breath. Yeah, and I will say, and I agree with that. I mean, but I will say the Knicks have beaten the Celtics earlier this season with the Celtics, I believe, having pretty much a full roster and. Pre-COVID for Tatum, so um, I don't think the Celtics are that good this year. I mean, they they could certainly get the four seed, but uh, I, they, they didn't have Tatum when you guys played them. By the way, when you smacked them by thirty, oh, smacked they, them they by thirty, son. Whatever. I still think the Knicks whatever. No big deal. They're missing win. their best player. Are, no are big you deal. Sure are you sure they were missing Tatum? I didn't think so. Oh, maybe you're right. Still a good one. Still, still a good, good one. one. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, I. I mean, the Celtics would basically have the same records as the Knicks. Records yeah. mean nothing right now in this season with COVID. Nothing, Dan. I think I think the Knicks. I think if the I think if the Knicks get to the four or five seed and either play Indiana or Boston in the first round, yeah, I think the Knicks could could potentially win that series. They won't be favored, but I think they could win the series. You heard it here first. I don't think they could beat if they could if I don't think they could beat uh, Philly. Milwaukee or, or Brooklyn, though, no way. They might they might win a game or two, maybe, against some of those teams, but actually I think they probably would match up pretty well against Milwaukee, but, uh, but I still don't think they'll win the series. Yeah, I do think they would match up kind of well against Milwaukee. Out know. of the three teams, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I actually think they could I actually think they could push that to six or seven games. Um, I, I think Giannis would be too good and eventually dominate and beat him, but I actually think that would be a good series. Uh, I, I also think Brooklyn's the best team. I know Philly has the best record. I think Brooklyn's going to be the best team by the end of the season. Oh, I, I, I do too. Well, you know what? Trade deadline's coming up, so you don't know. Uh, Philly, has, Philly has a little more flexibility to make a move. That's true. So, and, and I think Boston has that trade exception, so they could always make a move too. Right. So right now I do think the Nets are the best team in the East, but uh, Celtics and Philly can make more moves than the rest of the contenders at this point. They can. I, I mean – I I would not recommend it, but the Knicks could also make a move. 
Right. I, I don't know. I feel like they would be blowing up their team too much to compete. I, I, this I, year. I, I totally agree, but it's the Knicks. I wouldn't do it. I would play it out. And if you make the playoffs and play competitively in the first round, even if you lose, to me, that's a successful season. And don't that gives, like, that gives your players more value than they have right now. I think if they, yeah, let, let, like I get concerned, like Andre, I don't want them to get Andre Drummond. I don't, you know, like he's kind of floating around out there. That would be a Knicks uh, move. That would be a Knicks move. Um, to give up Knox and somebody for Drummond? Knox and Frank, I think, is what I heard. Knox, Frank, and a second rounder for Drummond. Yeah, I could so see them that happening. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, that would be terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's only, it would only, the problem is it would only be for four months. So, like, what are you getting? How, like, if you do that move, maybe, maybe you, you probably secure the four seed. So what? You still can't be Brooklyn or Philly. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? Like, hold on to it, and then let's see what we do next year. Um, but yeah, I know. I'm that's I'm concerned. Actually, I think Boston should, Boston might go after him. Boston should. They should. They need somebody. They need they need somebody big down low, especially if they want to. They have nobody who can guard or play or be competitive against Giannis or um, or Embiid. Right, and that like, yeah, both those teams would kill him. Yep. So Drummond is exactly what they need. I totally agree. I yep. so, can't wait for the trade deadline. Yeah. So, uh, Roland, uh, let's take a little break from uh, NBA talk. What are you? Uh, what are you slugging down over there? I am drinking the same brewery as last week. I think I forgot to mention it when I was listening to the podcast last week. Low Res Brewery out of Chicago. I don't this remember you is... talking about that one. Yeah, so last week was like Damon or Demon. Uh, this week yeah. is a. I tried to get a high powered stout. It's a barrel aged imperial stout, which I like all those words. <laughs> Agree. Ten, <laughs> ten on the nose, ABV. Nice. Um, real nice, sweet. It has that like um, liquory aftertaste to it. That you get in a lot of imperial stouts. It's keeping me warm because we just got like a foot of snow. Just, uh, just that's trying snow, to stay that's warm. snow's coming this way, Roland. Yep. Yeah. It was a lot. I heard I heard it's hitting us Thursday. Yeah, it usually takes another three days to get to you, yeah. So Wednesday, Thursday, I would say. Yeah. I don't think I uh, want that. Today we got yeah. rain and, and then it was like fifty outside. No blowers working like a treat, though. Uh, Richie, uh, what do you what do you got for us? What are you drinking? Drinking. I got a Sierra Nevada, a hazy little thing IPA, six point seven percent. Easy to drink, solid, nothing special, but get it again. And uh, Daniel. I am drinking, I don't think I drank this last week, but maybe I did, uh, Johnny Juice from the Winter Hill Brewing Company. I said that the last two weeks in a row, and it was not the beer that you had the week before. <laughs> yeah. I know. So I keep forgetting which, <laughs> which one I drank. I was like, I don't think I drank this one. Um, it is a uh, an IPA. I think it's, uh, um, it's obviously brewed in Massachusetts. 
7% ABV, which is nice. Uh, it is named... So, uh, obviously, I, I'm a music fan. Um, so, it is named after one of the most legendary ska bands to ever come out of Boston. I've never heard of the ska band Johnny Juice. So... Yeah, I if someone was going to hear about it, I would think it would be either you or Chris Malone. <laughs> I'd probably text him. Chris, you ever hear of this, pa- this band? So wait, uh, there isn't a picture of the checkered vans on the on the can? You see it? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> are, you wearing, are you wearing vans on your feet right now? I'm not. I, I don't have any shoes on. Uh, it's influenced by tales of incendiary live performances deep into the night. Simcoe, Citra, Amarillo, and Mandarina. Baha- Mandarina Baha- Baha- Bavaria hops. Provide a high-energy spectacle with low bitterness. It's actually pretty good. Um, it's a pretty solid IPA. Yeah, 7% is good. But yeah. Man, let me tell you, Dan, I'm, like, Googling Johnny Juice Ska Band, and, like, they're not even the first option that pops up, like... <laughs> I know, ha- it's like, it's apparently an underground. It's apparently it was an underground Boston ska band. I was like, this no is way. too deep underground. No way. It's too deep underground. There's <laughs> no, I know. There's like no mention of it. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe the name of the band was Johnny Juice Bomb. Is what I what what it sounds like. That's what I'm seeing. But all I see is the beard, not the uh, not the actual ska right. band. Right. Did they make up a whole band just to market this this drink? That would be genius. That would be pretty good. (laughs) There was apparently a Johnny Juice that was in uh, Public Enemy. I don't think that's that's who they were referring to. No. I don't believe the story at all. There's no way it would be this hard to find on Google. Honestly, honestly. Uh, it's about a, uh, the brewery looks like it's about 35 minutes away from me. I may have to go there and grill them about Johnny Juice. <laughs> You're gonna have to. I think I might you have can to. Investigative reporting, please. Yeah, we need, tell them you're with uh, Last Man's Opinion uh, podcast and you want to do an interview. I will. Listeners, I will. get back to us. Let us know what questions you want us to ask. <laughs> I know. I got. I got a. Uh, yeah, I gotta find this out because uh, never heard of him before. Yeah. Gone but not forgotten. The spirit of Johnny Juice lives on. I mean, was this like his brother, like his dad's ska band? I don't understand. It has to have some re- weird connection. Any relationship to Johnny Appleseed? The fans <laughs> need Johnny to Apple know. Juice? The fans need to know. Watch, it's um, like this guy's brother or something. Big yeah, Scotland. I know that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, is it like his brother? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna get there and be like, oh, you wanna buy my CD? (laughs) (laughs) Please. Dude, dude, sit down. I'm about to tell you about our ska band. (laughs) (laughs) I I I miss that about about uh uh when I used to live in the city and you like walk down the street and people would try to like give you demos of their like (laughs) of their band or their like like uh the music that they did. I don't feel like people would do that anymore. But that's a good run. Uh, we, we we got people on the street still doing that. Oh, do they really? I would just Copy. assume it's all like oh, all digital. No. And it's it's funny to watch because they'll go after like old guys. 
just to, you know, make him feel guilty and be like, come on, man, give me 10 bucks, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just need 10 bucks. Yeah. How do I know there's anything on this CD? <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. no. There's something on it. There's something on it, man. No, come no, it's on, good. Man. It's come good. On, you'll like it. You'll, I I do, like, you'll, I do that? you'll like this music. Yeah. <laughs> you'll like this gangster rap. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. No, it's like, what type of music did you like? Uh, yeah, I like, I like punk ska. Oh, uh, well, you, you'll like this. It's rap. It's a little different, but no, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> country. Love country. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, so what now? What do you guys want to talk about now? What other sports are there? Okay. What other sports are there going on right now? Football's over. All we got to work for is the draft and uh, no combine, so there's really no off season for them. Pitchers and, and catchers uh, for baseball. Yeah, That's I mean JJ right. Watt. JJ Watt got released. We didn't talk about that last uh, last episode. That's right. He did get released. Just because people are like, uh, injuries. He, he, no, he, uh, he asked for it. He asked for it, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, everyone's just like, you know, uh, everyone's making a big deal about J.J. Watt asking for a release and getting it without any pushback. Deshaun Watson wants to trade. I'm like, Deshaun Watson just had the best year statistically of any quarterback in, like, the history of football, and you're comparing him to a basically a, a dying star. Uh, yeah, I yeah. know. I mean, come I, I, I like to do what I like to do but he is not. Yeah. He hasn't been an impactful NFL player in at least three years. I mean, I would say he's got an impact, but I mean, he's part time I mean, player. He, he's not. Yeah, he he gets he gets hurt every year now, and yeah. he had to manage his, his snaps. I mean, he's not he's not the player he was. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer and he's a great player, but yeah, he's not the poor JJ. Player. I know. It's poor JJ. He'll probably go to Pittsburgh. Play with his brothers. He could go to Pittsburgh, but I, but I hear uh, who else is recruiting him. I think Hops uh, Hops uh, Hops. Uh, yeah, he is. He's trying to get so. him to go to the Cardinals. Yeah, that would yeah. be a good move. Yeah, that'd be nice for him. At least you're not, you know, going to like friggin' like cold ass Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was gonna say you probably want to stay in the warm weather, especially if I you're would. injury prone. But he's apparently also looking into Cleveland. Yeah, I know, but. Unless you got friends. You got friends on a team? All right. I got no problem. Yeah, or maybe he's from there. You know, if you're from that area or something, I get it. He's from Wisconsin. He's a Wisconsin boy. Oh, well, Cleveland's not too far away. I don't know. Maybe it is. Roland? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like Wisconsin. so far. Oh, hi. You have to drive well, through Chicago. I do think he's also looking at to... Um, Green Bay, too, though. That could be the move if he wants to be a real Wisconsin boy. And, I mean, if they stay cohesive, they could be a strong playoff contender. They should. Yeah, J.J. Watt on Green Bay. That could get them over the over the hump. Could be. Maybe. maybe. And, you know, maybe oh. their center not going out at the last second could help. <laughs> yeah. Or their secondary, you know, not really playing at all. Oh, no, they don't have a secondary. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he can learn how to play the secondary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Is everybody uh, all caught up on WandaVision or no? I am. Yeah. Yep. All right. Wow. That's never happened. Oh, I was not expecting that. Really? <laughs> all right. So let's go uh, some WandaVision talk. Wow. So, right, WandaVision uh, MCU talk. I like it. All right. So uh, WandaVision, uh, previous episode before they introduced uh, her brother back into the mix uh, brought him back from the dead, but surprise, surprise, it wasn't uh, the MCU Quicksilver. It was X-Men Quicksilver, and uh, everyone's kind of confused on that. Uh, we also find out that the kids that she has had with Vision's ghost or basically just manifested them, I guess you could say. <laughs> Yeah, are uh, are have powers. Um, Tommy and Billy in the comics have powers too, so they're following that. And story I believe line. the same powers that they have in the in the in the TV show. Yes, yeah. So they're basically uh, kind of like mirror images of you know Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Um, yeah. You know, one has uh, telepathy and all that, and the other one has uh, you know super fast. Um, Vision tries to escape. What do you guys think about that? Bold. Bold uh, clearly, clearly, it seems like he cannot survive outside the bubble. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I wonder if. Uh, so, it doesn't seem like his parts are just getting like pulled back inside the bubble because she expanded it. Yes. You know, so because yes. it so seemed like I thought he was just like getting pulled part by part back into the bubble. I mean, it kind of just looked like he was, yeah, like fine part, like yeah, yeah like kind of. But they were all going back in, and I was like, oh yeah, Gee. yeah, 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 like the force. So I wasn't field sure if he was just gonna like like reassemble in there. Yeah, because he died once, so why not die again? Yeah. And we never find out what actually happens to him because she just expands the bubble and we don't see Vision after that. We don't know if he came back to life, if he died, died, or if he is uh, still coming apart at the seams. So for me yeah. being a relative uh, MCU newcomer, it, yeah. do you know a lot about Vision before this? I remember him from Endgame. Was it, was it Endgame? So he was created he... in um... Age of Ultron. Yes, Ultron. Yeah. Okay. So the second above this movie. Ultron. Ultron created Vision. Yeah. Uh, to uh, as basically one of his bodies. So Ultron was trying to make him, you know, uh, put his consciousness into Vision's body so that he could have that uh, vibranium body. And, and, and Vision, uh, Vision and was Tony, St and, and Vision was like Tony Stark's like computer system. Yeah, yeah, that's right, computer yeah. system. His AI, uh, or, <clears throat> original AI. Yeah, and they try to like, <clears throat> I don't know, do something with the Infinity Stone too, and whatever. That's essentially how he yeah, was made. Yeah, because he had the Infinity Stone in his head, right? For yeah, uh, yeah. Infinity Wars. Yeah, yeah, that's so. That was part of his life force was the Infinity Stone, yeah. uh, the body. That was made from vibranium and the consciousness from Tony Stark's AI. All three yeah, of those everything together. Yeah, yeah, kinda... yeah. They were like, they were like trying it's to like dissect the Infinity Stone. 
I mean, it, it was the worst of the Avenger movies. Um, that Age of first, Ultron. Yeah, Age of Ultron. Yeah. That first yeah. Vision. Yeah. Um, so it's kind that. of... Yeah, it's kind of a little clunky, and I think that's also where Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver come in, right? Aren't they in the Age of yep. Ultron? Yeah, uh, they were mentioned. They were mentioned the before. All right. yeah. yeah, they they were mentioned before. Um, I think in one of the other, um, like an Iron Man three. I think they sh- they talked about them and showed them post credits, and then. Um, yeah. Yeah, in Age of Ultron, that's when they. That's where you get. Yeah, that's the that's their first yeah. movie. Um, yeah. Scarlet Witch is a good character. Plus? I'm gonna have to watch that this weekend. It should What's be. That? I think they have, don't they have all of them now? Yeah, it's all, all of them are. On, everything's yeah, right. on Disney. I'm gonna watch yeah. that this weekend and be all caught up. Everything yeah, you can actually. Oh, it's not. Spider Man is not on Disney. Well, yeah, Spider Man, yeah. but that's because it's not a Disney movie. Yeah, you can. But, actually but that is go... part of the timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can actually go into Disney Plus, and they have a section in the Marvel section that uh, shows the MCU uh, chronologically and watch yeah. it. Yeah, one, one thing, not the best one. All right, let me ask you a question right here. So, we're watching in timeline order, and on yeah. like, like you said, on the Disney Plus, they have them yeah. in timeline order. So, I originally Googled the timeline order before I realized that Disney had that. Yep. Yeah. What does Disney do? What's different? Well, every every timeline I, I see has Ant Man Wasp. No, Iron Man three before Dark World, but on Disney Plus has Dark World before Iron Man three. Um, I don't know if that matters at all, but every site I have has it listed this way. I I'm trying to well, think um, of uh, Thor. I, Thor two. Thor two. Yeah, second Thor. Ahead of what? Iron, Iron Man three. Man 3. Oh, I, don't I, uh, I mean you know, both are both are two of the worst movies of the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, so, yeah, does it yeah, matter at all? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it does it, matter. It it doesn't matter because they have no influence on each other. No, um, and, and 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 also Thor went in a completely different direction after that shit show of a movie. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like almost. I mean, it's almost like two different Thors. Like how it's almost like two different Hulks. It's almost like two different Thors. Yeah, they really saved Chris Hemsworth' uh, movie career. Oh, totally. <laughs> that second Thor movie was so bad. Yeah, it yeah, might that be was... the worst of the MCU. MCU. It might be. Uh, yeah. Pro- probably. I mean, you know, I didn't like yeah. Iron Man three. I thought Iron Man three was pretty bad. Yeah, but he had the first two. Yeah. And, and Robert Downey can carry a movie better. He can't. He can't carry a movie better. You just, you just love Iron uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Oh, I do. Well, I, I do. He's great. So at that point, did the, did they have the? At that point, he already had the first two Iron Man movies, and then didn't they also have the event, the first Avengers movie by Iron Man three or no? Yes. And that first Avengers movie. Yeah, I can still watch it. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. So good. That 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 was a movie that hooked me on the franchise. That's a great one. So, okay, so back to WandaVision for a second. Yeah. Um, so I know we talked about this a little bit in the chat, but it's uh, it sounds like this might only be one season, and then it's going to lead right into Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. yeah. And I'm incredibly interested slash curious to see if they're going to bring in X-Men at any point, because that's obviously... 
been rumored for quite a while since Disney took over or bought over Fox now that they have the X-Men. And the X-Men movies were so terrible that everybody would love to forget them. Yeah. So uh, I'd be fascinated to see if they... And, like, that's obviously with the rumor with this new... With the X-Men, X-Men Quicksilver is, like, is this the first sign that they're going to start to weave in X-Men into the universe, and then you can weave them in because you have Doctor Strange with the multiverse. The only, the only so thing I, that, yeah, the only thing, and I, I think I mentioned this to you that it doesn't seem like they're doing that, is because they brought in this Quicksilver and showed him as dead. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, you're basically saying that. A live character in X Men is dead on arrival and not being transferred over to the MCU because when you think about it, WandaVision's dome or whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, once they figure that out and get rid of it, which I'm assuming that's going to happen at this season finale, would in essence kill Vision and kill this Quicksilver again. Yeah, unless now I know she she saw him being shot, but so that's why it's unclear if this is if they just use the Quicksilver actor from X Men because they didn't want to use the other one for whatever reason, or if she legitimately recast him and brought in alternate Quicksilver. It almost feels like he's a plant though from the the cops or whatever that are looking in. From sword, there were like a couple things that sword, yeah, yeah. It there, yeah, there were just like a couple scenes where it seemed like. So you're yeah. saying that they could go with a storyline of sword has been hiding the X Men and mutants all this time to protect them, and now they are are forced to What's use. What's behind them. the last firewall, Tommy? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> the last fire. But so um. So is sword is sword just the uh, next iteration of Shield? Yeah. So sword is uh, the agency. I, yeah, I that keep took thinking of Shield, but with, I'm like, it's not yeah. Shield. Well, she, Shield once you know it was realized that uh, what do you call it? Hydra. Hydra was so intertwined with Shield, they disbanded Shield, and they took. Him? Yeah, they took the. They took the good parts of Shield and made and wound up making Sword. When when did they do that in the Spider Man movie? No, it's not in. Uh, it doesn't get explained in uh, okay. MCU. It's just it just happens you know. like outside the movies. Yeah, and that's uh, comic specific as well. Oh, it happens in the comics. It happens in the comics, and it's okay. I guess gonna get explained. I mean, they kind of explained it in the beginning where. You know they were talking. Yeah, about I mean, and, and I mean, you could obviously like piece it together, but uh, yeah. but they never like they, out. They never like explain. Yeah. You know, they, they could have. They could have. They could have done a better job with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like it. I love the MCU. Although the Doctor Strange movie now is not coming out to next year. Did I read that correctly? Uh, yeah, I think uh, COVID delay. COVID delay on Damn other it. movies, which forced I think uh, that movie to get delayed. But when are they releasing the um Black Widow? Uh yeah. When movies movie theaters open. Oh, is that really what they're waiting for now? Yeah. They said uh 
they weren't going to release it to Disney Plus because they didn't they say want a big it. Pay, they I, want to pay. Yeah, pay pay, right? I th- yeah, I think they invested too much money in it, and uh, they, 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 they want to make it. So a, I'm sure that yeah, no, she's the highest paid yeah. actress in Hollywood, isn't she? Yeah, and you know it's basically her last movie in the MCU. So, well, could be. You know, you never know what they're going to do with her storyline. Yeah, with the we multiverse. Don't, we don't. We don't even know Keep when this around. movie actually takes takes place. That's true. I thought it was like an origin story. Yeah, I don't know if they it's an do. origin story or if it's like halfway through story. Because mm. one of the uh, clips that I saw in the trailer. It kind of seemed like she came back to them at some point, like she left and came back. So who knows if she was with S.H.I.E.L.D. and then took a break and then went back in. So uh, so I, I'm just reading about uh, uh, the uh, next Doctor Strange movie. So apparently Professor X is supposed to make an appearance in it, is now the rumor. Did you hear that? I think uh, I think the three Spider-Men are supposed to make an appearance in it too. Yeah, uh, so Reed Richards and Charles Xavier are supposed to are, are, are two of the big names that I, I guess are supposed to make. Uh, but you, but you don't know what that. That's there's a lot of rumors. Oh, uh, tons of rumors, but that would be interesting. Uh, I would be a big fan if, if I think the they, plot of Wandavision is in the Avengers comic books. I'm reading this on Wikipedia, and it seems to be. Pretty close to the plot of WandaVision so far. I'm not familiar, I, so I wouldn't know. I, so I, that would be interesting if that's because he's actually so Reed Richards is actually rumored to potentially be become part of WandaVision. So that'd be kind of interesting if he's if Mister Fantastic. So that if they bring in the Fantastic Four now, yeah. Well, in the that last, universe will uh, then become so. Can you imagine if they actually do successfully bring in the X Men and the Fantastic Four into this series? Yeah, this well, the that last would be uh, so incredible and expansive. Oh, the Andy. last Spider Man movie they did ha- uh, not the last one the um, Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah, they did show the Baxter Building in that in the end scene. Um, I miss that. Basically, was uh, Avengers Tower. They alluded to that being uh, like the re- refurbished uh, Stark Tower actually became the Baxter Building, huh. which is for you comic book non fans is where Fantastic Four are based out of. This also has Doctor Strange in it. Wandavision comic book. Uh, the like Wikipedia article on the comic book line. <laughs> like the canon. I mean, you got to assume with what she's doing that I'm thinking she just winds up expanding the bubble too much. And the only one that can break it out of there is Doctor Strange. And that's how the multiverse oh, yeah. movie that's how starts. He, that's how he gets into it. Yeah. That's how, that's how he gets into it. Can you imagine, though, if they bring in the Fantastic Four and the, Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't love this scene. It was ready. Dan needs a long time. What was that? Dan needs some alone time. He's getting a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 love, I love watching these movies. I can watch these movies over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I can't wait for the next phase to start. So yeah, that's like... Happen. Yeah, it, it's... It, it's like... You got... Marvel... 
characters that have been ruined and trashed throughout the years and now it's kind of like seems like you have an opportunity to fix everything and get these uh you mean the x-men characters specifically yeah like yeah (laughs) x-men even fantastic four that i mean they yeah yeah yeah, the first movie it's almost like the fantastic four like they almost ruined them like uh, yeah where you can't have a franchise with them well, same thing with like, uh, like Tobey Maguire and Spider Man. I mean, they almost killed that franchise. And... Yeah, is that third one? Oh my god! <laughs> the first one was fine. The second one was okay. The third one was embarrassing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. Yeah, should be good. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, all right, we got to wrap it up. Um, maybe we'll talk some more uh, Marvel and WandaVision next week and uh, give you some updates on the episodes, opinions, and uh, talk about that at the end of the show. For Roland Barrielli, Rich Cakel, Dan Mara, and myself, Tommy McGraw, thank you for listening to Last Man's Opinion, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Boom. Boom.